Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. I'm just going to walk through the list really quickly with just a little bit of gap in it. And I, I invite you to ask questions. The question I'm going to ask about the first one, have you recently reviewed, revised, and recommitted to your marital mission statement and personal identity statement? At this point, I'm not too, I'm not going to wonder if you understand the value of it, but most of the time at this point, it's, have you not been able to find a way to systematically follow through on that because you don't remember or you don't have a time set aside? And so usually at this point, it's more about creating a working system to allow yourself the psychological space to follow through. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that today, but the most common thing that men do wrong is they plan to do it when they get time. And you never get time. Okay. The wise thing to do is just find a time slot on your schedule. Get yourself your wheat thins and your drink and go, I'm just going to sit down and we're just going to go through it. This is not something that's for fun. This is work. Okay. All right. Any questions about the concept of are you adequately healed? Now, remember, this one's really hard because it often relates more to her than you, although you are allowed to be hurt also. Is she adequately healed? Does she have any broken legs still? Does she have any neck braces on? Now, are men allowed to think about their own safety? Or is that just a girl thing? Yeah, you are allowed. Sometimes it really triggers the woman if you mention anything about your safety. What do you mean your safety? This is all about my safety. Now, unfortunately, just like if you're a lifeguard and you go to be there for somebody else, if they're scared and desperate, they might claw your face off. They might almost kill you. So a fireman, a policeman, a lifeguard have to think about their safety as well. You can't just go diving in trying to be there for somebody. They could drown you. The well-connected to safety or rejuvenation line with God, think of this one like having a really good rope on your waist when you're doing rock climbing. Okay? You're intentionally taking risks. You're intentionally trying something that's risky, but you have a secure line in case you slip, in case you fall, in case it gets bad. Any questions on why that's necessary to have a rope tied to the top of the cliff? You don't have to. You can rock climb without it if you want. I'm just not going to rock climb with you. Okay? 
Are you ready to give instead of receive? We talked about that one. Is that still confusing to anybody why you must? And I, when I'm doing one-on-one work with a couple, I, I tell you, you have to have it written down and you got to be able to tell me what it is before you start trying to push into season one. No, I have things. No. What are you going to give specifically? I'm just going to be, I'm going to be nice. I'm all, really? That's a squirrel. Okay, do you have nothing more than a squirrel? Can you not find anything more to give? So it's wiser to take some extra time to really gather something positive. I got flowers. When was the last time it actually mattered to her to get flowers? Okay. That's like bringing dead sagebrush to some women in order for for dinner. Okay, make sure you bring something useful. Alarms in place. When she does that one thing with her face. When you make that one breathing sound, that's the one I have to watch for is when I do that breathing sound. If I go, it's my alarm that says, get out, Maurice, get out. (laughs) You are now a loaded gun. You are dangerous. You have now switched into an unproductive mood. Do you know what you do that's alarming? Are you paying attention to that? Do you know what happens in your head? Do you know what happens in your body? Another one I have to watch for is clenching my jaw. If I start clenching my jaw, I'm becoming dangerous. I am a scary person if I start clenching my jaw. I go quiet. I start radiating negativity. Under the surface, I'm pissed, but I would never admit it. I'm offended but I'm not going to say that out loud. Do you know what happens inside of you when you become dangerous? Are your alarms set or do you only have ones on when she becomes dangerous? Okay. Any questions about that one? Dignified retreat plan in place, or do you just hope that dropping F-bombs on the way out the door is going to be a good idea? Not like I did it on purpose. It just came out of my mouth. The hand grenade fell off my belt and rolled under your feet. It's not like I did it on purpose. Feeling courageous. Feeling psychologically fortified. If you're weak, if you're tired, if you're drained, if you don't got a lot of creative power in your brain, don't try to go into season one. Feeling charity. We could spend an entire hour on that one, feeling merciful and et cetera. Okay. So brethren, this is a relevant checklist and I would find it unfortunate if the pilot of the airplane I was getting on saw the checklist and said, this is a long checklist. So I'm going to look for ways to skip a few things on it. Brethren, this is not a long list. What is there? 14 items on it. Okay. You might need to do some work to get ready, and maybe it's not wise for your airplane to take off yet. So step one with this list is you check to see if you're ready. Step two, do your best to guess whether or not she's ready. If there are some things about it that's obvious, okay, like she's dropping F-bombs on you on a regular basis every time she sees your face, Probably not a good time. 
she's probably not out of her anger, blame, and impatience and resentment phase. Okay? Don't try to go into season one when she's angry, when she's resentful, when she's impatient. Okay? All right? And then finally, if you think she is ready, then be courteous enough to don't assume you just ask her. Sometimes you can ask her one line at a time. Have you reviewed your marital mission statement? Just asking. Have you reviewed your identity statement? Do you feel like it's up to date? If she says, no, okay, okay. Then I'm not going to try for a season one interaction with you. I'm going to be kind and the best roommate ever. But if you haven't done that, I'm not going to push you. Okay. Are you feeling merciful and not like a doormat? She goes, ooh, I haven't thought about that one. Do you need a minute? Do you need an hour? Do you need a week? How much time do you think about that? Okay. Do you have a rejuvenation plan in place? Do you want to know why most guys don't do this list with their wives? Is because they don't want her to say she's not ready. I don't want to ask her these things because I want her to be ready even if she's not. I don't mean to sound selfish. I just want what I want. I'm not that concerned about how well she is. See how what's wrong with that? As these, this list is to make sure she's in good shape before she tries hard things, and it's designed to help make sure you're in good shape. Marital work is hard. Verbal intimacy is hard. Cognitive intimacy is hard. Okay? All you're going to do is get hurt worse if you try to do hard things while you're still injured, while you're still hurt, while you're t- still scared. Okay? If just go back to season four, just keep rebuilding and give her the space to do the same and put your microwave away because you're dealing with real life here. This is not a short term process. This can take years. Are you up for that or is that too long for your adolescent brain? You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40-lesson series building from one principle to another 
so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you will find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.